0: yo what is up chumps welcome back to the fantasy chumps podcast my name is Leighton. thank you so much for joining me and my good friend only one friend no s that time nate <laughs>
1: how
0: are you doing tonight
1: hey we're doing pretty good it was a uh... A long week, and that has led to the delay of this episode being released. Um, but we're here; we're doing it now. It's going to be a good one, I think. I'm excited.
0: You and uh, you and John both are making me feel like I did nothing this week with your uh, busy schedules, <laughs> both of you.
1: It was a lot of user error on my fault or on my part. Bad, bad time management, bad attention to detail that put me in a predicament Tuesday and Wednesday when we were. Trying to record, so that uh, was more on me than anything, than really being too busy. Um, but yeah, here we go. We, uh, we are going into week six, cannot believe it. Regular season, and the Kansas City Chiefs are two and three. Who would, and
0: thought? I hate football.
1: And so. I wish it was golf season.
0: <laughs> and when does march Madness start? No, I'm just kidding. Um, we're not
1: going to talk about the cheese. I don't want to get depressed. We don't have to talk about cheese. We can talk about how uh, Leighton and I had a bit of a duel last week in fantasy.
0: Hmm. Yes. And I'm sure, um, let's talk about that, man. We can. Fantasy football, Kryptonite. So,
1: I I guess I, I made a sneaky little waiver grab a couple weeks ago when I got Michael Pittman Jr. And really, he, like, just kind of sat on my bench for a while. Never really thought anything about him. Watched him put up some good weeks. Watched him put up an over 100-yard receiving week. Just kind of watched him. And was like, you know what? What the heck? I'll I'll start him on Monday Night Football against Leighton. And this guy goes off. He mossed the heck out of whoever that was on, uh, on Baltimore.
0: He did not go and, off, to be fair.
1: No, he really didn't.
0: But he did enough. And I didn't start Darius Tony, who is, was on my bench. But you can bet I'm starting him this week, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we will actually talk about him a little later on. Um, yes, we will. So be sure to follow us on Instagram at fantasy underscore chumps to get your question submitted on the podcast. Speaking of that, we do have an entry from at jash underscore brown 18, friend of the show. Um, so he, this was in reference to last week's cream to the Rams talk. Was this last week or two weeks? No, it was last week.
1: No, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: uh, which RVs and split backfields would you benefit the most from a trade or an injury to their counterpart? Nate, I'll let you go first because my answer was quick.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I think immediately there were a couple backfields that came to mind, and like most notably, the Kareem and Nick Chubb backfield, but what I was thinking was um, Chase Edmonds and James Conner in Arizona. Uh, particularly, I think that a trade of James Conner would benefit Chase Edmonds a lot more. Um, I think he would be get a lot more red zone opportunities, which James Conner's uh, the majority of right now. And then the other one that I had was um, DeAndre Swift would be would benefit greatly from i think jamal williams getting traded all for fantasy purposes um right i think they're 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 both two really good backs and they're both productive in their own rights but there's still a snap share um that goes to jamal williams that impacts deandre swift negatively like okay uh, uh the same, it was the Go same ahead. thing last year too with jamal williams um he uh he did the same thing to Aaron Jones. And I prayed for a midseason trade of Jamal Williams and it never happened.
0: Never does happen.
1: Yeah, but go ahead, who'd you have?
0: So mine was pretty easy because it's the one I've been hoping for all season. And if you remember back to my drafting strategy, it is Jamonte Williams. Because Jamonte Williams is averaging a tad under seven yards a carry. I will I will fact check that as I'm talking. But him with Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon's been injury prone all year, or not all year, all his career. So I'm not saying I want him to get hurt, but um, if he did get hurt, or if Melvin Gordon get, get get traded to somebody who needed a running back, I think that would be at least in his best interest for fantasy, for sure. Um, and I am looking it up. Okay. His average is uh, 4.6 yards a carry, which is still pretty good. So I pretty wrong. Good. Um, but yes, I, uh, Ooh, 6.8 yards, a catch too. Sorry. Um, I would love it if Melvin Gordon just disappeared. So I would have a stud RB in my backfield. So, um, I kind of want to follow up though, Nate. Do you think which one of these is the most likely?
1: Um, I would probably say the Chase Edmonds one. Like, yeah. I think James Connors is just kind of at the point in his career where he's where he's going to bounce around on some one or two year deals For sure. at most places. Um, I, I guess Melvin Gordon's in the same spot too. Um, yeah, because they're. I, I didn't realize they're
0: both on a one-year deal. I don't know if Jamal Williams is not. I can look that up, but yeah. typically when you got a guy on a one-year deal, yeah. the teams either go they run that guy into the ground, or they switch to the guy they drafted or "quote unquote" like better.
1: Mm-hmm. Actually, so, I take my answer back. I think Javante Williams. It was, it's probably more likely. I think he's the more versatile running back and could do everything that Melvin Gordon does. I think there is benefit to Arizona having James Conner. Chase Edmonds is much more like elusive between the twenties, mm-hmm. and like I think I don't think he would be as effective in goal line. So I think I think Javante—that's the most realistic that I could see uh, a Melvin Gordon move happening later on.
0: Yeah, Javon, Jamal Williams did sign a two-year deal, so that's probably not likely. He's yeah. making quite a good chunk of change in um, Detroit. So He's killing
1: it. He good might be for one him. of the best, best backup running backs in the NFL. Yes, for sure.
0: Um, okay, moving on to the news, but basically injury report every week. Unfortunately, football is kind of a violent sport. So, Nate, do you want to start us off with the? Uh, yeah. I, what I'd say is the story of the week?
1: Yeah, I can do that. This is probably the biggest piece of news from the NFL. Um, John Gruden was fired as the Raiders head coach. Was he fired or did he resign? He technically yeah. resigned. Yeah, okay. But uh, resigned as Raiders head coach in the wake of uh, investigations into Dan Snyder and the Washington football team. Um, I don't know. It's a, there's a lot going on in that one. I'm, I'm not going to sit here. <laughs> And we're keeping it dissected. Yeah, we're gonna keep it football related. The whole situation is just extremely unfortunate. Um, but yeah, moving on then. Um, well, CFC. I do have a question. Oh, I do have a yeah, question. go ahead. Go ahead. Uh,
0: kind of throwing it out. Um, how do you think this impacts like the Raiders? Do you think it? You know, I guess the major word is like. Do you think it changes anything in terms of fantasy relevance
1: at all? I don't. I honestly have no idea. Okay. I mean, I think. I think you will see changes anytime like a coach is fired or released midseason. I think you see like a uh, some changes and shifts in culture. I suppose. Yeah. And like response to it, I think teams respond well sometimes um, to to media backlash like that. Mm-hmm. But they also sometimes don't and lose their unity. So right. I guess, I mean, this week will be very telling. Uh, Definitely very
0: telling, um, yeah. which is a good thing to bring up. But, yes, mm-hmm. uh, so moving on, CMC was a non-participant at Thursday's practice. Matt Rule says it's 50 feather whether he'll play or not on Sunday. So, Nate, let's say you're busy at at church and then you have something immediately after. art so going into oh, Sunday, man. I'm sure we'll get another report on Friday. Would you just keep him in your lineup and risk Christian McCaffrey,
1: or would you play safe? Oh, man. I'd I'd probably pray to God for the first 30 minutes of Mass, sneak through the bathroom, <laughs> and see if he's warming up or not. Smart um, man. No. I, I mean, if there's any doubt, I would say – or if there's – if it's fifty fifty going into the game, I'm probably taking the safe route.
0: Yeah. Depends who you're playing. Think,
1: yeah, and it depends who you're playing. And that's if tough though. That's If terrible. you're if that's playing
0: tough. Ben in our league, you probably, you know, risk it. Probably won't hurt you very much. But oh, uh, playing anybody else. I know Ben doesn't listen. It's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't let him catch wind of that. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so I was scrolling through uh, ESPN app, as I do throughout the day, um, the ESPN Fantasy Football app, and Dalvin Cook no longer has a Q next to his name. Dalvin Cook was a full participant at Thursday's practice. This is the first time he was a full participant since Week Two, which uh, is nuts.
0: That's a big deal because if there is any hesitation, like rest. Any part of him, they would have done it because he's the mm-hmm. best player, arguably, on offense. Uh, no, not really arguably. Even though Justin Jefferson's really good at football. Uh, the fact that he was a full participant, he's good to go. Start him with confidence.
1: Yep. Um, so another one. Uh, this, this is a very- kind of, Yeah, this one was kind of shocking. Nick Chubb was not spotted at practice today today being thursday um he's dealing with a calf injury currently um that's just something to keep an eye on going into sunday um i okay i had another question this was somebody at work that brought this up absolutely is it a viable fantasy strategy to start both nick chubb and kareem Hunt? yeah as your rb one and two sure you you could do that and be okay. You with could. That. I would not recommend it
0: because if the Browns just have a stinker of a game or they're getting blown out or you know, like Baker gets hurt. If something bad happens, you're you're banking a lot on one thing. It, it's like, nay, you're in finance. Do you ever invest everybody's money in one company? Besides uh, Amazon?
1: Well, I don't I don't get to invest people's money, but I no, know uh in basic finance that's how you do diversify
0: yeah so um, just
1: diversify but, your portfolio yeah it's i think that's fantasy. true but i think something that's interesting is like you kind of have to take into account like the probability that the browns are gonna have a good rushing game yes which is really high and like the probability that they may rush for over 200 yards is pretty substantial this and,
0: is a this is interesting thing about because if you I don't know, like, if you have somehow, if you have both of them on your team, do you keep them both or do you trade one or do right. you trade like both know. of them?
1: And that's what that's what happened with this uh, this coworker of mine in the league we're in it was like, he just got them and was like, I'm just gonna start them, like, I don't even want to trade them, like, they're two great running backs. And immediately I was thinking, I was like, no, that's a, a terrible idea, why would you do that? Like, you want to, yeah, definitely spread the risk over two different offenses, yeah. I don't know. It was kind of interesting. Good for thought.
0: Definitely interesting.
1: Um, Russell
0: Wilson sat um, out four to six weeks. Nate, he's your quarterback. Um, He was. Yes. (laughs) After surgery um, required on a tendon in the right middle finger, I'm sure he was giving that middle finger to whoever his helmet he um, hit his hand on. He's out it'll be shocking if he's back in four weeks. He'll probably be closer to six from everything I read. Sometimes even takes up to eight weeks. Do do you think this impacts – okay, better question. How much does it impact, like, DK Metcalf, Ty Lockett, Chris Carson, the big
1: three, I guess, in
0: Seattle? Uh,
1: I think it has to impact him to some extent. Russell Wilson's like – Easily, probably one of the top five or six, like most dynamic quarterbacks, can just make plays that others can't. But I will say, in the short time that we saw Geno Smith, he looked capable at least. Mm -hmm. So I think that you, any, I mean, in the short, in the small sample we saw, he did favor DK quite a bit. I don't know if that'll keep up or what, but I think, I think they'll be all right. I think I honestly think this is better for Chris Carson more than anything. True, I can see them relying on the run game a lot more.
0: I have said, you know, I know he targeted DK Metcalf more, but if you're going in there without a game plan, if you put DK next to Tyler Lockett, who would you throw it to? It's like who do who do you pass yeah. the ball with and pick up basketball? Do you throw it to the six eight dude who is jacked, or you throw it to? The you know five eight point guard you know I
1: guess it's if you're an NFL quarterback it should be whoever's most open yeah but, but Tyler Lodge, it creates some ridiculous separation and he did yeah. that whole game too
0: I think he'll be so, fine going forward yeah. just lower ceiling probably yeah um, Damian Williams ruled out for the Bears Khalil Herbert is a hot waiver snag if he's still available in your league because he's gonna get every touch out of that backfield. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else you wanted to add?
1: Nope, not really Cool
0: um, DeAndre Hopkins, non-participant in Thursday's practice uh, Nate, do you have him in any league? Slash if the answer is yes don't. Okay.
1: Are you, would you be worried about that? Yeah I would be a little bit concerned It's getting kind of late in the week I feel like to be missing Practices um, But I mean Probably more likely than not, it's just rest before you can play Sunday. Well, i know he'll be good to go. Banged up a little bit, but I'm, I'd be shocked yeah. if he didn't play. Um, you the, yeah,
0: You want to just take into the
1: next one? Um, so Saquon Barkley out two to three weeks, experienced a nasty low ankle sprain. Yeah. Uh, kind of like a grapefruit on the sideline when he took mm-hmm. his shoe off. Um, but yeah, uh, just put him on your IR. Wait a few weeks, and hopefully he'll be back um, shortly. Uh, Dallas Goddard uh, out for Thursday Night Football right now. The lady and I are watching this as we're recording.
0: Um, uh, I turned it off
1: because his my internet was game. being slow. Uh, but, um, yeah, he was out with sickness, non-COVID related, I believe. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire placed on IR after a pretty nasty tackle folded, folded him up.
0: He's mm-hmm. diagnosed
1: with a MCL sprain out three to four weeks. Did he have an MCL sprain last year, too? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Sense. It was either
0: like the same thing or he had like a hip injury that kept him out. Yeah, but yeah he yeah. strained something else. Like that injury, you can't blame that on being injury prone. He literally no, got, was, he looked okay. like a paper mache.
1: Yeah. Pretty, pretty gross one to watch. And then last but not least, uh, I have Juju Smith Schuster. Had a season ending surgery on his right shoulder. Um, I think we can all agree that stock for Deontay and Chase Claypool just went to the moon. So we, we, we both like them and we'll talk a little bit more about them soon. Um, but you want to transition to us, us to our next little segment?
0: Yeah. Uh, n- non fantasy related to that Juju injury, he will not be on the Steelers next year. That's just. It's not happening. So, if you have them in dynasty, keep that in mind. Just from what I can tell. So, moving on, since wide receivers are all the rage, we're going to talk about how this draft class of rookie wide receivers has been balling out. Basically, um, it's Nate. Like, what expectations did you have? Because mine were not this high at all.
1: No, I've, I I have never been a rookie wide receiver drafter in redraft leagues. I've always just steered clear. Never really know how that transition to the NFL is going to be. I I mean, you can watch preseason and try and get an idea. But if you watch preseason, you saw Jamar Chase dropping a lot of footballs. And look what he's doing now. He is absolutely lighting it up. He's wide receiver eight right now. He's Definitely the first one that we wanted to talk about. Um, Do you know what he is ranked on the year in eight? Wait, wide receiver eight?
0: No, do you know where he's ranked?
1: What do you mean ranked?
0: Like fantasy positions. He's the wide receiver blank so far this year.
1: Wide receiver eight.
0: Oh, yeah. Did you look that up? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, darn it. I thought you guessed that. That surprised me. Like, I knew he was having a good year, but to be ahead of like Justin Jefferson by like a yard, but DK Metcalf, Mike Evans, McLaurin, who's been going off, and Tyler, that that just, I don't
1: know, that just shocked me a little bit. I mean, no, he, the interesting thing about it too was his snap count that he's getting. Like, he is on the field all the time with a pretty deep, Wide receiver room too in Cincinnati. Yeah, like T against Tyler Boyd. I think they have Auden Tate still. Um, yeah, he's but I mean, he's still getting game. like almost eighty five percent snap share, like for a game. But and he's also averaging a touchdown. I mean, this definitely shattered my expectations. I was high on Jamar Chase oh, about, he's a stud. Three, about three weeks before the draft, and then I kind of talked myself out of it, and now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because when, when you get drafted by a team who one, you thought they were taking alignment, right? Everybody thought that, basically. And then to go to a team with two already pretty solid receivers, you're like, well, how much target will he get? He gets a lot of targets too. And he does a lot of he's averaging nineteen, almost twenty yards a catch. Like that's an, that's easy that's easy the highest like of any of the top 20 guys. So if you're asking personally, Nate, I'm looking at a trade-away candidate if it's in a redraft league.
1: Yeah. That's actually interesting because T. Higgins is getting healthy now, Yeah, and T. Higgins is... Uh, Joe Burrow likes to throw it to T. Higgins. Like, okay. T. Higgins is he... out. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. <clears throat> I was just going to say before T. Higgins got hurt, he was getting a, a lot of target share on the team. Yeah. And I mean, you could see that return and you can see Jamar Chase's production and drop.
0: You also have to look at, see, like Joe Mixon was out a little bit. I know Joe Mixon doesn't take away a ton of receptions from the receivers. But, you know, if you're looking at Samaj P. Ryan running the ball, you're like, eh, let's just run another pass play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like that, that might also help too. I do. I think yeah, he you bench- got that name good.
1: Samandre? <laughs> Samandre? Samaj is it Samaje? Yeah. Samaje. Okay, that's good, <laughs> dude. I don't know what it is. Like, it's not a name I have on like, the top of my head.
0: Like my, my pronunciation, which I just butchered that word, <laughs> <laughs> is normally not good. But when it comes to like people's names, if I've said it a couple times, I for some reason get that. But yeah, I would not. I, I would not bet on the fact it will be the a top 10 receiver, because, like, I mean, all the people I listed behind them, you know, you still have Lockett, Hopkins, Amard Cooper. I, but from this point forward, I don't think there's anyone. He finishes ahead of all those guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you got him a dynasty, good, good for you. you. Uh, yep. Next is uh, Devontae Smith, which he is Nate, do you know? have you looked this one
1: up too? Or am I just asking for – no, I haven't looked this one up. Oh, okay. Um, Do you know what receiver he, is? I, I think, actually, I did look this up, like, before the game um, tonight. I think he was, like, 32 or 35. Come on, man. Somewhere between you,
0: there. I mean, it's fine. He's wide receiver 32. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, you were
0: uh, killing me. It, That's fine. Um, yeah, so wide receiver 32. Um, basically, the only option in Philly besides the tight ends and my guy, Jalen Rager. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: Kind of an up and down start, wouldn't you say, to uh, his rookie campaign?
1: Yeah, he had that really great week one where he got the touchdown. Um, looked pretty good. Had two really like slow games, and then I thought the game that they had against that he played against Kansas City. Um, not the Kansas City's defense is <laughs> uh, anything good. to write home about, but. He looked really good. Like, I thought he created a lot of separation there. Kind of – he probably should have had a touchdown in that game, but kind of stepped out of bounds and didn't reinsert himself into the field of play. Yes, he could have done more. He could have done more. Um, But he's been really impressive, I've thought. Um, Then, do you have anything to say say about Devontae?
0: Um, I was just going to ask you, just based on curiosity, do you think he finishes higher or lower than that for the rest of the year? Thir- at 32. Yeah, like from basically this point on, do you think he's higher or lower?
1: That's hard. It, it's hard. Because, yeah, I don't really see. Hmm. This more has to do with the Eagles' passing game.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm saying lower, by the way.
1: Yeah, I think I would say lower.
0: I think he'll be more consistent, but lower, if that makes sense.
1: As lower as in worse?
0: Yeah. So, okay. like, I think he'll be, like, upper 30s, low 40s, but he'll be, like, consistently
1: better. Agreed.
0: So if you, if somebody really wants Devontae Smith, trade him as well. <laughs> it's just a lot of quick starts with these players, I think that's been a little bit surprising. Um, but, all right, should we move on to Rondell yep. Moore? Yeah, she, let's do it. The number – oh, actually, no, I forgot. I'm going to ask you all these now because I'm yeah. making it fun. Um. Uh, do you know what re- receiver Rondell Moore is on the year?
1: I would, I want to say he's like forty. He's thirty-six. Surprisingly enough, thirty-six. Okay.
0: Uh, holy cow, Calvin Ridley's thirty-eight. Uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, Rondell Moore, and nobody will trade me Calvin Ridley. Don't know why.
1: Uh, but yeah, I'd be holding Calvin Ridley too. <laughs> well, I know you
0: would, but you're not in my other leagues. Rondell Moore. Uh wide receiver 36. He very interesting. uh um, I guess game log if you look at it. <laughs> kind of like Devontae Smith. Like he had an okay week one, week two, he like blew up, and then week you know three and four, and everybody picked him up. He was not good. And then week five was good again. 14 points. Uh the tough part about him is he's like the third or fourth guy at best on the Cardinals. So mm-hmm. you're kinda limited in some so, capacity to that.
1: They're so deep.
0: Yeah, they have Hopkins, AJ Green, Christian Kirk, and then Rondo Moore. Yep.
1: Yeah. I tell you what next And they have Chase Edmonds. They do have Chase Edmonds is a big receiving back.
0: So it's tough. I uh, I don't know. Do you, do you have anything else to kind of add to his overall he's – he's a boomer bust player,
1: I think, right now in his career. Yeah, for sure. I, I, he's been, I think, really impressive relative to my expectations going yeah. in. He's like a definitely an undersized receiver, and yeah. when I see that, I get McCole Hardman vibes, and it makes me nervous. Hot take, he's already
0: better than McCole Hardman.
1: He's already better than McColl Hardman. I mean, uh, he just – I don't know. hes He's got way more big playability, and what I mean by that is, like, McCole Hardman can take a reverse to the house every now and then, but, like, Rondell Moore can get up the field and down the sidelines and make plays like that. I think that's been probably one of the more shocking – Thanks to me as an undersized receiver, but yeah. But yeah, I wish I really wish I had him in redraft or not redraft in Dynasty. Dynasty, yes, because AJ Green and Christian Kirk will be free agents after this year, so they
0: might bring him back, but we'll see. Um, Dynasty would be a pickup. Any of these guys would be nice to have in Dynasty right now. For being honest, Um, Nate, do you think he finishes higher or lower than wide receiver thirty-six the rest of the way?
1: Um, I actually think he finishes worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought you were setting it up, man. I was, I was kind of setting it up, but I just—it's probably going to be inconsistent the whole season. I think oh, you'll absolutely. see a couple big boom games, and then um, some games where he's just not really involved too much. Just just, of, and that's strictly due to how deep they are.
0: It kind of depends how big his boom games are. 'Cause like he, his boom game has haven't been like forty points or anything insane. Right. So uh, I, you have to say worse though, right? hmm uh, you just Yeah, you just can't do it. I mean,
1: it. there's there's a lot of receivers I think that I'm expecting to like jump in as well. Yes. Like I think I the I don't know. Like you said Calvin Ridley's thirty-eight. Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. Calvin Ridley, there's a couple other ones. Like Robert Woods is way down there. I know he just had a big week. Yeah, Robert Woods is not ahead of him. Okay. But yeah, I mean that'll I think that'll happen. Everything will kind of shake out like you expect. Yes, that's true.
0: Uh, moving on to Jalen Waddell, um, wide receiver for the Dolphins, if you guys don't know. Do you know where he is
1: at, Nate? <laughs> He's wide receiver forty, I bet. 41, but yeah.
0: Gosh. It's okay. It's tough. I would not know. The only reason I know is because I'm asking the questions. He is ahead of McCole Hardman.
1: Whoa.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, he, yeah. We're not going to hear our grievances about McCole Hardman. Um, he, I don't know what to think about him so far because he's been like kind of consistent, but. Not great consistency. If that makes sense, because like for a guy who had thirteen targets one week to only end up with eighteen points is that doesn't like make sense.
1: Yeah. But twelve catches. Twelve catches. What was it? It was for like fifty yards, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like 50, It's fifty-eight yards. His longest know. catch oh, was impossible.
0: nine, nine yards was his longest game. That's insane. So he went 16, 9, 18, 6, 5 so far this year. Um, obviously, they have Devontae Parker and Will Fuller. Will Fuller got hurt again, shockingly. And Devontae Parker was also hurt, but is coming back. Uh, they've also been dealing with quarterback injuries with Jacoby Brissett. So, um, you know, what have, what have you thought of? Jalen Waddle, whatever you've seen of him so far, Nate.
1: It's been hard to tell. It's been a weird situation in Miami, I think. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely felt like a pretty reliable underneath guy, which I think I like for, like, if is going to be the quarterback going forward.
0: But I feel like you, he—that's not what I picture with Jalen Waddle. So I think that's kind of like a not. good thing, right?
1: Yeah, like I don't know. <laughs> it, I honestly don't know. It, I haven't I haven't watched enough Dolphins this year to probably be the guy to give a strong opinion about it. it the, the tough part
0: is, is the fact that the Dolphins aren't good, right? Right. So, like, I like Jalen Waddle as a player. Like, I wish the Chiefs had him, but, like, like he, he's been dealing with Tua, who is not not good, who's not been good so far, and Jacoby Brissett. So, it's like, what it's, do you, like, what do you do with that? Because, like, if you're looking at it from a dynasty perspective, too, like, you'd love Jalen Waddle, but then it's like, yeah. he's on the Dolphins.
1: Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. I think measuring his season so far, I'm going to kind of give him the benefit of the doubt yeah. and say he's been playing pretty well given the circumstance. I think when Tua <laughs> – I don't know. I think the next, like, three weeks with Tua back in the lineup, I think we can get a really good idea. That's fair. And uh, I think is um. Is Will Fuller playing? Not this weekend. He
0: like he's fractured not. his hand. So he's out a few weeks. Okay. Like
1: you... I, I guess I, I would like to see him in the offense too with, with Will Fuller. If, right. If he's going to be around for what? What was Will Fuller's contract? It's a one-year deal. It was just a one-year. Okay. Because yeah. that's the one benefit. Because I think Devonte
0: Parker. Let me check with my nerdy spot track app. Um. Uh, I'm pretty sure Devontae Parker was on a one-year deal too for dynasty purposes, which is good. But then it's like the wider or the quarterback position not great. So, mm-hmm. um, let's see. Yes, no. Devontae Parker has two more years on his contract. So, oh, okay. It's I don't know, man. It's a... Uh, well, what do you think, like? Okay. Here, let's just kind of speed through this. Higher or lower for the rest of the season
1: than 41? Then 41? Yeah. I think I think he's actually higher. Okay, because I would like, think I say think, lower. Really? See, I yeah. think he has the most room to grow uh, for the rest of the season compared to Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, and Rondell Moore. Okay. I agree but with I think,
0: that. I just, yeah. I don't know. Like, how much higher is it going to be in that offense when you get Will Fuller back and Tua doesn't throw it downfield. I don't know.
1: I, I just think we've seen Miami's offense at about its word. Mm-hmm. They've been really bad. That's
0: true. Well, we'll go on to somebody who has not been bad in the minimum sample size we've gotten him. Kadarius
1: Toney. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow is right. This dude is electric. In, uh, in the uh, few red zone clips that I got to see of him last week he also threw a pretty mighty punch right? oh oh yeah yeah he clocked that guy and you said this before I think it's like why do these guys keep punching people's helmets with their fists dude what I don't understand <laughs> that is like it would hurt so bad. if you if you hit where like the ear hole was
0: like if you slap it that would have to hurt right or like the, yeah. the noise would hurt I yeah. don't know do you know what ranking Kadari Stoney is so far I mean, probably like
1: 68. 48. How many games has he played? I thought this was his first game.
0: So, again, he played last week against the Saints, had six catches for 78 yards, um, played week one, but I think came up with the injury missed week two, hardly played week three, and then week four and five, I think he was, like, healthy. Then, obviously, we uh, know what happened week five, ten catches for 180. should have started him. Um, (laughs) And, yeah, no, but he's been good. Like, he already has more, like, receiving yards than, like, Laviska Chenault, Cole Beasley, um, Darnell Mooney. And he almost – wait, hang on. I have to see this. He is a one yard behind Kenny Galladay after signing that massive contract. Wow. So he's ahead of a lot of people already. Now, how how likely do you think it is he keeps this up? I
1: I think it's pretty likely too. Like I think my guess for him to finish the season is about wide receiver. He's forty eight right now. Yes. So he okay. I'll I'll say I'll say about wide receiver thirty eight. So I think
0: we're both going to be higher, obviously, um, because Kenny Galladay got hurt. Sterling Shepard has been banged up. I think he's playing this week, and Darius Slayton's been hurt as well. Um, yep. But what's been interesting is I I think he could be like a low end wide receiver
1: too, if all those guys continue to miss time. So in the in the high twenties to low thirties. Yeah. That's that was the thing that was holding me back was that if those guys do return and are healthy for kind of the remainder of the season, yeah, but it he, might be kind of hard. But if I mean, even if just like one guy is out weekly, then he'll be. I think he'll be okay. Um, I mean, Kenny Galladay's <laughs> injured every other week. That's true. And if
0: I mean, if he's like, it appears to be like he's one of the most talented guys too. So they're going to give him the ball if he keeps it up. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely, if you can, pick him up if he's not already picked up in your league. I have him in two of my leagues, not our Dynasty League. Uh, how do you like him for Dynasty, real quick, before we
1: move on? Uh, Love well, him. Foaming at the mouth. <laughs> yeah. Wishing I had him.
0: It's tough because, again, Galladay just signed a big contract. Sterling Shepard has two more years.
1: yep I don't know.
0: It's tough. But, well, you know what's not tough, Nate? It's taking take a break. A break?
1: <laughs> easy to
0: take a break. So we will be right back after this referral. Welcome back to the must start section of the podcast. Um, this is in, we, we haven't done this
1: before, right? We have not. No. Not specifically, I don't think. Because we've done stud duds. Yep. Before classic. Which is more of like a a recap. Yeah. A little bit. But I think this is good because we're recording so late into the week. Yeah. Nate and I wanted to. uh, Nate and
0: I were talking. We wanted to kind of project more in the weekly show since we can't record more than once a week because we have real jobs like adults. And uh, so we each gave our uh, must start of the week at each position. And the way I interpret it, I don't know. you did as well, Nate, but I basically look at ESPN rankings or whatever rankings you use. And if I think somebody will finish higher
1: than that, I think that's a must start. So uh, I think that's fair. I didn't necessarily do that. I tried to not do like the most obvious uh, Yeah. So, positions.
0: like, we're not picking um,
1: Matt or yeah. Patrick. I there shouldn't – yeah, it's it's players that there's like a decision to be made over. Like, I mean, you're going to start Mahomes every single week. You're going to start Stephon Diggs every single week. And just
0: –
1: I mean, you just live or – you ride or die with how they play. But, um, right. yeah, these were to be some people that maybe they weren't necessarily uh, your starters or you were pre- predicting them to be your starters when you drafted them. They're not yeah, your uh, your number one at the position. Exactly. So, um, exactly. Nate, do
0: you, want, do you want to get us started with your quarterback at
1: the start of the week? Yeah. So, my quarterback start of the week is Matthew Stafford. Who's the Rams playing? <laughs> dude, okay, so my phone is charging right now, and I usually use my phone to look this stuff up, so I actually don't even know at the top of my head. I got it was it. a pretty favorable matchup. Yeah, can you let me know? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> me, very me professional, super prepared after the break. <laughs>
0: um, oh yeah, they're playing the. Uh, where did they go? Oh, the Giants. That's right. <laughs> the Giants. Yeah,
1: they'll be playing the Giants. So Stafford kind of came out guns blazing this year. I think what everybody expected, but it wasn't necessarily betting on him doing, was I mean coming out. Looking really good and a really exciting Rams offense. Uh, right. Had a, three really good games and then played the Bucks and kind of got their you know what's handed to them. Yeah, but since then uh, he had a good outing last week. I think I see him having a big game against the Giants this week. It looks like they're getting. It's starting to look more like more of a balanced attack with Cup. Woods, Henderson, um, Higby, even—it looks Higby. like they're kind of all all firing on on all cylinders at the same time. So, mm-hmm. and that's great for Stafford. They and they, Deshaun Jackson's looked great. Um, that was somebody that I never really thought would have any relevance this year, but he's been playing well, super good deep deep threat. Um, but yeah, this was actually somebody in our league who owns Dak Prescott and Matthew Stafford. And I was kind of looking at this, and I was thinking of what I would do. Um, Dak actually has a decently tough matchup against the Patriots this week. And I think that if I were this person, I would probably start Matthew Stafford over Dak.
0: No need to call names?
1: (laughs) No no need to call names. Okay. But, Leighton, you go for it. You have more of a a little streamer.
0: Uh, Yeah, I picked Taylor Heineke. So – if you guys had Taylor Heineke's your starting quarterback before this, uh, I'm sorry. But, in the, like, he hasn't been bad. Last week was not good. But, you know, he hasn't been a terrible quarterback. But, basically, I'm picking him because they're playing the Chiefs. That, like, I'm going to – if if I can just do a theme where the must start is playing the Chiefs, it's probably going to be pretty consistent. Except the Raiders because Derek Carr sucks at football. so. Uh, moving on i haven't gotten my lamar joke in okay i'll wait um go ahead nate um must start at the running back position for you
1: all right so we touched on this a little earlier but nick chubb fighting a little calf injury i don't i really don't know the severity of that injury i haven't been able to find much um but i have kareem hunt as my must start running back of the week
0: cream the dream
1: Cream the dream Cream hunt has played extremely well the last three weeks uh, going for 27 and a half, 16 and a half. And then 26 fantasy points over the last three games. Uh, yeah. And with three, with four touchdowns in those games. Um, but I think if Nick Chubb sees any of his snap share, um, taken away due to the injury that he's dealing with. Uh, I think this will be really good for Kareem Hunt. I think he's going to have another monster week. Yeah. I think you have to start him. Even if you have um, another two good uh, running back options, I think you have to play him at the flex.
0: Oh, yeah. Because even if if Chubb's like 70%, mm-hmm. I'm just going to need more work. So, All right. My uh, running back of the week is Lamar Jackson. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. There it is. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> um, I, yeah, start Lamar Jackson, too. He'll probably rush for more than most running backs up, out there. Um, so mine is Joe Mixon. If you know me, you might think I'm being a little biased, but they play the Lions. He managed to play last week. He had like 11 points in very limited work. Um, so if he can, you know, put up 11 fantasy points well. Hardly playing, I think if he plays 70% of the snaps, I think he'll be a top 10 running back this week for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, Layton, do you want to go to your wide receiver? Sorry, I had something that I was going to look up real quick.
0: Oh, yeah, I can uh, talk about my start of the week for a wide receiver. Kind of has to do with an injury, but Deontay Johnson – I mean, he gets so many targets anyway. Without Juju now, I just think Ben's going to throw him the ball even more than before. Um, the Steelers are playing the – remind me, Nate.
1: <laughs> the Steelers are playing the um, – oh, crap. Who is it?
0: I almost uh, – Seattle. C- yeah, Seahawks. Yeah, yeah, I almost I almost said the Broncos, but they just played the Broncos. Um mm-hmm. Basically, uh, yeah, Seattle, I think it's going to be a shootout. Both their defenses are terrible. or I shouldn't say terrible. Steelers isn't bad, but I think there's going to be a lot of – I don't know. I don't want to say point opportunities, but I think there's going to be a lot of yards in the game. Whether they capitalize on that or not, we'll mm-hmm. see because it's Big Ben at age 55. and But I think he'll target Deontay Johnson a lot, especially without – Juju being in the lineup. Nate, yep. throwing it back to you for your spicy. Why does you he start s- of the week?
1: Spicy one, I think. Uh, I see. I see a <laughs> lot of scenarios where this backfires on me, but I'm taking Allen Robinson with my start of the week, and it's more me just betting that I think he bounces back to the Allen Robinson we know. They're playing the Packers, who statistically is a pretty tough matchup for uh, opposing wide receivers, according to ESPN and Sleeper. Green Bay's 11th against wide receiver position. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the past couple matchups that Green Bay's had, they've played Pittsburgh and they've played Cincinnati. And we've seen. Wide receivers go off in both of those games. Deontay Johnson had about 30 in the game that he played against uh, the big Packers. Go. And then, yeah, Jamar Chase made big play after big play um, last week. I think for Chicago to be in this game, they're going to have to attack down the field. Um, I think the Packers are going to be ready for for them to play kind of more cautious and safe with uh, Justin Fields' playing quarterback, I think they're going to expect him to try and run the ball a lot, and that's going to get um, going to get foiled pretty quickly, so I think they're going to have to air it out, and I think Allen Robinson could have a really good game.
0: Nice. Yeah, I agree.
1: It's just make or break with him, right? I think I think some people
0: are considering like dropping him. I wish Which John was is here. insane. I wish John was here because he has him. Also, uh, you know what's so crazy Spencer is a 25-yard pass. Oh, uh, Go ahead. What's crazy.
1: great? Uh, he's in my. Okay, so I was doing a lot of trade talks with some coworkers today in the league we're in, and he was like, Allen Robinson has become the trade piece, like the sprinkle on top that yep. nobody wants. Yep. Even. Like, it's like, okay, let me like spice this deal up a little bit more, like a little sweetener. How about I throw in Allen Robinson? Like, will that get the deal done? Like, nobody wants it. Like, Which no. is crazy because like last year he was so solid as a wide receiver. Um, and he's super talented. I just think they're in a Man. weird spot right now. Um, he will not be on the Bears next year. Hot take. No, nah. I really hope he's not. Twenty-eight years old. Like, he, I hope he moves on. He might be on the Chiefs, actually. <sighs> don't we're, don't give me hope.
0: We we were linked to him earlier. Sorry. Um. So moving on to the tight ends. I went two very different approaches for the the, start of the tight ends this week. I'll go first with my deep dive. Ricky Seals-Jones, tight end for the Washington football team. Um, kind of similar to my Tyler Heineke pick. Curtis Samuel is still dealing with that groin injury. I think they're going to put him on IR soon again. Um, Logan Thomas is out. It's basically McLaurin, Gibson, and nobody else. So I think Ricky Seals could have a pretty solid day, get a lot of targets. He was actually on the Chiefs last year. So if that helps, he might know what to do a little bit better. So, I mean, if you uh, if you have Kittle or somebody looking, or you're just, you know, streaming the position, look for Ricky Seals-John this week. I think that could be a really nice uh, pickup. So, uh, yep. man, let's go to your uh,
1: out <laughs> oh, there. Yeah. uh Yes, yeah, so this is my sleeper pick. Um, no, you cannot call <laughs> that. Goes, goes right along with everything I said leading up to this segment. I was just going to pick uh, people that weren't in there. No, my pick was Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Why would you pick Travis Kelsey, Nate? Travis Kelsey, relative to Travis Kelsey's standards so far this season, and especially in the past couple games – has been pretty underwhelming, I would say. I'd say really since, like, third quarter of that Ravens game week two, like, we haven't seen a great Travis Kelsey in a long time. And um, I think that's come a little bit with the types of schemes that the Chiefs have been seeing uh, from opposing defenses. I think they're really being physical with Kelsey at the line of scrimmage. Um, But definitely – We as Chiefs fans know that the Chiefs offense is absolutely the best when Travis Kelsey is like the centerpiece and everything's flowing through him. Tyreek Hill uh, gets a little less attention and has more explosive play opportunities. Mahomes is feeling confident. He's in rhythm. I think the Chiefs are going to make it a point of emphasis to go back to Kelsey this week. I think he has 115 yards receiving, eight catches, two touchdowns.
0: Wow. Yep. That almost sounds you were almost as confident as when you say your lock of the week. It is time.
1: Uh, <laughs> Nate, it away. Okay. Guys. If we bet Nate, week. what would you do? Well, first I gotta recap real quick. Go ahead. I gotta recap my my, my season so far. No, shout so, me out too. I was right last week. Yeah, I'll get you last week. So, week one hit it. Broncos minus three versus the Giants. Week two, Bills minus three and a half versus the Dolphins. Week three, Titans minus five at the Colts. Week four, Ravens plus one at the Broncos. And last week hit it. Bucks minus nine at the Dolphins. This week, okay, sorry. And Layton, last week you had Titans minus four versus the Jags, which was a free money. Spread.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I don't know they, how that,
0: should, that was That should not have never been the spread.
1: Nope. So, after some review, my week six lock is the Dallas Cowboys minus three at the New England Patriots.
0: What? Yeah. Uh,
1: I think the Cowboys are actually pretty legit this year. I think their defense is not something that's necessarily holding them back. I think their defense is actually giving their offense ample opportunities, um, and their offense has been looking honestly unstoppable. Yeah, I mean Dalton—they're making Dalton Schultz look like a top five tight end right now.
0: Well, and that's technically because they have so many weapons everywhere.
1: I mean, he is, but I don't—I <laughs> don't, I don't know if he actually is, is what Statistically, I'm he is. He is, but is he? <laughs> I mean, he is. But, uh, I mean yeah, so I've got I've got cow- Cowboys minus three against the Patriots I think this game will be a little bit closer than we think I don't think the Cowboys blow them out I think it's about it's a touchdown. I think it's about 10 points I think it's about yeah. 10 points A touchdown
0: of 10 would be fair um, yeah do you, do you want to talk about John's block of the week because he yeah. definitely said that yeah.
1: yeah so John submitted this one uh he wanted to Get involved into the to the greatest segment of the show. But uh John has taken the Bengals minus three and a half at the Detroit Lions. And this is one that I personally was kind of tossing around. It seems like another one. It's like Bengals have looked great this year. I think this is free money, like She's whatever. Gone. Like this is a lock. The Lions have also been competitive. And
0: yeah, like, they
1: haven't. They haven't lost by a ton. They haven't lost by a ton, and they Dan Campbell cried after the last game, so I don't know what's going on in that organization. But he's um, committed. A teary-eyed Dan Campbell makes me kind of think this could be an upset, a Bruin. Yeah, it's.
0: I'm actually looking up the like Lions' standings so far, or their final scores, I should say. Because they really haven't lost by that much. Like they lost the two to the Vikings, ten to the Bears, two to the Ravens. They should have won that game. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the the Packers blew them out. But the uh, eight points to the 49ers, Niners—that's Week One. Yeah, that's, they made
1: that close by the end.
0: Yeah, it's not like they've been playing bad.
1: They have. Uh, I mean, with the Bears game too. I think they had like they had like four or five turnovers, and like three of them were in the red zone. Yeah, it, like that. They, Go ahead. I, I I don't think the Lions is bad. I mean as for an 0 and 5 team, like they're a lot better than I expected them to be. And right. They've been more competitive in these games that I thought that they would just kind of roll over and die in, but um, it, it, I don't know. This will be a tough one. I I do think the Bengals are good this year. So, the Bengals are good. Oh yeah,
0: I forgot to have those bets in there. Um uh, Yeah, so my lock of the week, Jags plus three over the Dolphins in Miami, taking the field goal, international trip. Who says no?
1: Who says
0: no? Nate, do you say no? Because I feel like you might say no.
1: I'm not saying anything. (sighs) Come
0: on, man. So basically, I really like this because the Jags – shockingly, have been getting better. Um, I know that's not really super surprising, but I was actually going to look up their recent finishes. And this is honestly more of a diss towards um, the Dolphins, I think, because, like, the Jags, they lost by 18 last week. They almost beat the Bengals. They only lost by 10 to the Broncos. They lost by 12 to the undefeated Cardinals. And then week one, I just throw it out because first start, new head coach. Yeah. Uh, But the Dolphins, this is more of a – so I think two is playing. But uh, so far this season, they've only scored over 20 points one time. And that was against the Raiders, and that went to overtime with 28 points. Every other time, their finishing point total has been 17-0, 17-17. They really like 17. So – I think this is gonna be a close game no matter what and the fact they're getting three points with the I would say improving trajectory of the Jaguars makes me like them a little bit more than uh, I think most.
1: Yeah. This this is gonna be a weird game. A really early London Yeah.
0: They're only trying- one game.
1: Go, yeah. Do you call this, this primetime football? You know, primetime
0: football game? might not be the right word for it. It is. Uh, it is football.
1: It's football. Uh,
0: the one thing I did want to point out, just because it's funny, is the Jaguars are one game out of second place in their division because. Everybody else is one and four, and the Titans are three and two. Holy cow.
1: That's insane.
0: So, um, to be fair, I made a bet with a uh, league member, good friend of the show, Chase, that the Jags would finish top two in that division. And if you told me they would be on five to start, I'd be like, oh, that that's going nowhere. But it has legs. <laughs> <laughs> especially since they haven't played the the Colts and they play the Texans again. I'm just saying,
1: it's possible. It is possible. And, like, I remember I was actually sitting on my couch thinking about that bet that you made with Chase and thinking how awful that was. No, it's a good bet, man. I think this is after watching the Jags lose again. Um, Well, that's that's fair. Um, But I, I guess it's not. I mean, having a chance is... Which well, is. I, I was partly right because I basically took the take of this division's
0: going to be terrible,
1: which is it was. true. The I don't Jets know. I, worse. I most certainly didn't see the, uh, the Titan season coming. No. but Start to this season.
0: Basically, um, yeah.
1: So that's very interesting, I think.
0: So, uh, yeah. I mean, Nate, do you have anything to add?
1: I do not. I think this is a good episode. I think this is one that was a little different than some stuff we've done in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think important things to highlight with, uh, I think, giving the rookie wide receivers a shout and then talking about who we like in these upcoming Week 6 matchups. So I agree. Hopefully uh, you all found something useful in here. I think they did. And everybody should ride with the Cowboys. Yeah, the Jags. (laughs) Hey, hey!
0: hey. Just wait till the Jags have the first win. You're gonna
1: be sorry. Um, We'll. uh, Yep. Again, we'll get back last week and let you know how these these picks went. But yeah, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at fantasy underscore chumps. Submit a Um, question.
0: We love getting your questions. Like even if it's Jash, like every week we love it. Like it's better than us thinking of a question. You know, like couple hours before so definitely do that um and again just good luck this weekend with your games unless you're ethan (laughs) (laughs) all right well thank you guys so much and have
1: a great weekend thanks guys